time to spark it up with the cannel linguists. Yeah. I mean, look what happened in Colorado. They're like, oh, Colorado's going to run out of weed. <laughs> the fact that you got to go to McDonald's and get a value meal supersized on the state, that never happens anywhere. With your hosts, April O'Connor. You need to smoke weed after you go to the whorehouse because yeah, you're kind of being contemplative and wondering... <laughs> Like a store gun store, like a store gun store. <laughs> Check cash in place. Sounds familiar. And Alex Mandelberg. It's like Tyson hit her in the vagina. <laughs> that, I feel like, is where the line is. I feel like the line is, if it can make you better, it's performance enhancing. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but about Apple. Yeah, let's do it. The marijuana man making money. Kathy Bates plus weed equals becoming weed farms. And Mike Pence is now in the race for VP here on the Canalinguists. Alex Mandelberg, April O'Connor. Been gone a little bit. Taking a little break. Taking a little sabbatical. You've been on vacation. I've been on vacation. I also celebrated my nine-year anniversary. So, you know. You went on tour. I did go on tour. You had some work stuff. I did have some work stuff. But I had a, I think I, have we been back since I, I had a death in the family too? Yeah, I think I talked Yeah, about I think that. we had that, I think we had had one episode back since you, you yeah. that happened. But yeah, no, it's been a crazy, crazy whirlwind. Cra- just a crazy summer, lots crazy, of stuff going down. Crazy, whirlwind Lots going of people on. shooting each other. Yeah, it's been a shitty, shitty summer. It's been real bad. I just saw today the France thing and. People shooting that, bad that movies. That broke my heart. Yeah, no, everything, <laughs> everything going, everything shooting this summer is awful. <laughs> It's just pretty, pretty bad. Shooting dope. Yeah. Shooting blanks. I'm sorry. It's uh, too far. What do you do? I'm not shooting blanks yet. Actually, I don't know. I've always thought that I'm probably shooting blanks. I'm going to be 30 in two weeks, and I've never had a pregnancy scare. Never, not once. And I am real. I am real liberal about condom use. I'm just going to say this right now. I mean, I can count on two hands the amount of times I probably use those fucking things. That's not true. Yeah. No, I'm more responsible than that, but still, yeah. For the for the with girlfriends like who are, like I've been with Sydney for nine years. We have used a condom nary a never fucking time, and never once no scares. Not nothing. I guess I not. might be shooting blanks. I'm just saying. Or you've just got the pullout method down. <laughs> But I feel like they say like one in, like that's like ninety nine percent effective. I've had sex with Sydney more than a hundred times. She should have gotten pregnant once. No, but it's literally like the window is very small. It's like a couple days, and you have to like really. I mean, I thought you were talking about the window of your vagina. I mean, yeah, it's like two inches, <laughs> right? It's you the know. window of pregnancy. Oh, like, the window of pregnancy. I it's see. Like yeah. only three. It's thirty days, but like your 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 swimmers can stay alive inside of a woman for up to five days. Okay. So, but that's only if you're releasing. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, so doing some rough math there. So okay. So it's really yeah. So <sighs> it's. A, so if you blow a load in, in her before she ovulates, there is a chance that they could survive, or at least some of them could survive. But, I mean, see, like... Yeah, I'm know. not doing that, so that's that's not happening yeah. anyways. And she's on that old that, that old birth control anyway, oh, so, you know. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, progesterone. She has not been on it the whole time, but I definitely feel a lot safer now. I'm like, okay, <laughs> thank God. All right. Whatever measures you can. 
<laughs> Cover hey, all your bases. Yeah, you've been out. You just came back from uh, that that glass festival you were at. I was at Chalice. Yes. Chalice, that's what it's called. That's right. Chalice. It's like they they do it on seven ten because that's like the Oilers version of four twenty. If you didn't know that, seven ten. <sighs> Jesus. Seven ten upside down says oil in like old text messaging. What, you know, like the the code. Yeah, no, I know. Turn it upside That's... down. So seven ten's like the the day for concentrates and oils, and then four twenty is like the weed and all other weed related things celebrations. But this is a festival for these hash. dabbers. Keep on wanting to separate themselves, and if they keep trying to separate themselves, I'm just gonna let them. Because first of all, I've already been very clear about the fact that that whole wax thing is so cracky to me. Blow torches and red hot metal and you're already pushing my limits of what weed is and now they're like we're gonna have our own day to 710 fuck 420 i'm like fine fuck you then it's fuck just, off it's just another day to get really high What's <sighs> the more the more the merrier Do you need more excuses yeah i am that high every day have you been doing dabs lately have i've still, done a dab once you in still a while got that not really torch no, I got an. You I got. got a I got a, not a real one. I, I just got like a, a creme brulee torch, which that's instead a, that's of a real torch, instead of you know fifty minutes to heat up my nail, it only takes about you know twenty minutes. Well, no, a creme brulee torch is a legit torch. That that's I a mean, small one. It's, you know. Uh, oh, you, so you still have a pussy one? Yes. Oh Jesus! You need what to go, go to Bed Bath and Beyond because the people of the oil community put you know plenty of money. If they honestly think that many people are making creme brulee. They are crazy. They, you could buy a chrome relay torch on Amazon or Bed Bath & Beyond. They're probably like 25 bucks or something, and they, uh, they work well. Those are the best ones to get. Cause I, what? You don't want the little hand torch that takes forever. I don't, I don't do dabs, really, because it's kind of such a cracky. Like, Is that how you broke this? Yeah, that was how the down. No, the down stem in this got broken because I put a nail in there, and I heated up, and it cracked the down stem, and I had to get a new one. Yeah. My bong is what we're talking about for those, all of you listening who have no idea what me and April were just pointing at, my giant bong in front of me. But yeah, no, I broke the down stem in it because of using a nail. Fuck, fuck dabs, kind of. They want to be separate. They always try and be separate from weed dudes. Like, it, oh, it's not the same. Well, fine. Well, now, then now they're even be the doing same. it more than that now. It's like the, I was, like I was talking about earlier about the, how they can take take the terpenes out almost like an essential oil oh yeah you were saying that before because some some ways that they do extractions it kind of destroys the flavors so they'll separate the terpenes first then do the extraction of like thca or cbd or thc or whatever and they'll add the terps back after or you can literally take a dab of this and then dip it in the terps and then it's 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 getting more more cracky by the minute but it's <sighs> but it's delicious i'll tell you that much you can keep it. I don't. Uh. So this festival, though, it was um, even just from vendors' perspective. I mean, High Times is the name brand, the household name where everybody knows. But it's also a lot of noobs and a lot of you know, dude guys and people that don't. This, dude guys, dude bros. Yeah, bros. Bros of uh, broskies. East Coast, we call them dude guys. Bro, you call them bros here. Broskies. But yeah, they're. The, a lot of the vendors at this, at this event said that it was there was a, a lot less explaining they had to do. Like it was it was like a connoisseurs festival. Like everybody they went to their vendors. They were seeking these vendors and they knew what they wanted. And rather than being like the retard noobs. Sorry, 
I mean, God, you... I mean, mentally challenged noobs. This is see <laughs> when 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 potheads become elitist dicks. I think is kind of where, like oh do, we're there. Oh, do we're we have so to there. fucking be elitist dicks about oh, yeah. weed, man? Come on. I mean, kind of though. I mean, there's still people puss- like passing off some bullshit. So if you don't know what you're shopping for, then you're just gonna get had. And that's bullshit. So, I mean, it's cool. It was a festival. They had they had people blowing glass that's on cool. site. That's cool. There was a sheriff that stood up and started, bl- like, they taught some sheriff how to blow glass. It, there's a picture of an actual sheriff. Because it's in San Bernardino County. And as, as you can expect, it was hot as fuck. But they had lots of air-conditioned rooms. So that was cool. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> hey And, uh, yeah, and then Wu-Tang played. So that wasn't too bad. But it, then it was it was Wu Tang ad- Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. It was advertised to be Wu Tang, and there were a lot of mem- there were a lot of members on stage. That's the thing; it's like twelve of them. It's hard to get all of them in one place and at yeah, one time. But there was like from far away, you were like, "It's fucking Wu Tang." But then you started like listening. You're like, "Wait!" And it was like, uh, it was RZA, Jizza, Raekwon, and uh, Ghostface, and you got I think. Uh, Method got shit to do, and he's a little bit more family friendly. He can't be at that kind of stuff. Excuse me, how high? Red Man, Method Man, I mean, you know. which which is which is a dipped blunt, like. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just you know I'm just saying. That Method guy. <laughs> family man, family man, uh. having an album dedicated to dipping your blunts in embalming fluid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving okay. on, moving on to our first story: uh, a marijuana man making money by having, and then you click off the page. How could you? God damn it! <laughs> I'm reading the news story, and it's like, yeah, kind of fuck you, Alex. I like throwing a wrench in your. <laughs> you like throwing a wrench in my works. <laughs> so this marijuana up. man is, uh, he's smoking weed on YouTube uh, to the cars, and he's becoming a YouTube star. And he's making money. He's making money, just, just getting Sitting high and doing nothing. in his nothing. room that he's clearly had decorated like that since he was a teenager. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's he's just smoking weed in his in his cool little room that looks like a dorm room, but he's definitely probably forty. <laughs> I have multiple problems with this. <laughs> and his T-shirt says, "This is what cool looks like." I need to I need to investigate further. I have multiple. I, can I have multiple agree. problems with this because, first of all, my first problem is that people would think that I was okay with it because uh, he smokes weed. And no, I, I I I'm so against the stoner persona. Like anyone who allows themselves to be what society has deemed a stoner. And and fit into those stereotypes, kind of fuck you. You're ruining this fucking weed that I really love smoking and making it look like that means that I have to be a fucking idiot loser who just sits around with droopy eyes all the time. So first of all, hate it kind of on that principle already. Second of all, and kind of bigger, I hate it because fucking these YouTube stars are driving me up a wall craziness i cannot take this anymore april can you take i i can't do youtube stars anymore why not because it's not (sighs) why not the fat shaming girl oh god she she was a quick 15 minutes of fame she had for yeah there you there you go fat people dare fat people i just oh my god i can't believe but it that's 
more often than not. There are motherfucking YouTube people getting billboards. Who is that cooking bitch? Dude, my my sister-in-law is a YouTube star. She's at Lisa Bug. And, I mean, she had a car that was given to her by Ford for a while. that She just had to make a video with it once a month. And she had the car for, like, for a, a long time, I think. And she just flew to New York to get a development deal, possibly. Like, they're giving people legit shots off of being a YouTube star. And, I mean, listen, I'm just going to speak from experience on this one. The best experience I can have, Justin Ruppel, who's been a guest on this show, when he won week three of First Impressions, they put him, a comedian, up against two YouTube stars. And he mopped the fucking floor with them because they're not entertainers. Because they talk into a camera instead of And they don't have anyone there to give them advice. Ruppel does a voice for me. I tell him, ah, it sucks. You should get better at that. They do the voice into the camera, watch the video back, and go, I'm fucking brilliant. Yeah, um, I'm Drew and Barrymore, post it. and if I just put my mouth to the side, I'm doing an impression of Drew Barrymore. Yeah, all you have to do is put your mouth to the side and... <laughs> and say Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood. We're over here in Hollywood and um, <laughs> Hollywood and Vine and yeah, good at Runyon. Yeah, so I, um, I mean it. It ah, this I just the whole YouTube and now the fact that they can monetize it this well. I just I don't. But you know what? I I'm wrong about all this kind of shit. This is this is the shit that I'm always the fucking wrong one about. Because a hundred people tell me they love it, but I, what do you, what's the, I, what happened to having TV shows that you fucking liked? YouTube is strange though. It makes people famous that have no right or skill and they're just like insta famous. It's like, so weird because I've I've spoken to one person who actually I'm gonna leave him nameless even though I just named my sister in law which was probably you know rude of me, uh, but he I, I guess the reason I'm not gonna name him is because he openly kind of shit on his own profession, and went yeah no it's not so, like you your your job is not to make something good, your job is to make something that's easy to digest very quickly. 30 second video with a haha easy and i it's about getting hits and about you know doing stuff that's relevant and i mean who's that what's that that jenna marbles did you ever watch her she just she started out just making a video every week that's Super, I mean, I respect that silly. these. I respect that these people are their own producers, actors, writers, directors. They do everything for themselves. They are producing everything by themselves. I get that, but the product is. I guess that's my problem. Is just with the final product. I'm. I never. The fact that people are getting this much money for this, I just go. I do. I not understand entertainment anymore. Well, this guy says he's making thousands a month, which. I know that some of these other bitches are making way more than that. Yeah, no. You know. Watching marijuana man in head-to-toe camouflage onesies smoke and listen to the cars. The cars fucking suck, too. Nah, the cars. I I kind of, nah. I I can't even remember everything the cars have done. I feel like I have to look them up almost. How, (laughs) How many, how many 
nuts you think he's busted at that computer screen right there? Oh, right there. God. A black light would, it would shine the room lighter than anything else. It would just, it would be disgusting. Yeah, it would look like a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. That's like where all the dirty stuff happens. Yeah, no, he, he has fucked every part of his own hand in that fucking chair over the last 32 years since he found his dick. Yeah. Yeah, guaranteed. You're going to say, what, that you think he's 40? You think he found his dick at eight? No, I think he's 45. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So that means he's he found, took him longer to find his dick? Found his dick at 13. <laughs> Calling him a late bloomer. He does. He looks pretty old. Yeah, look at him. Look at this. This is what's making thousands of... Wait, scroll back up. Scroll the... scroll. He's in a bathtub smoking a bong. This is what is making him thousands of he's dollars got a, jer- a month. He's got a basketball jersey on with a tie. What is he, Blink-182? What is this? I'm just disappointed. Is he trying to be... Bonked? I want someone to explain to me the reason... That, like, I want someone who's a fan of someone on YouTube to explain to me what it is that they're a fan of, of the format. The format makes no sense to me. You just watch someone sitting at their computer making jokes, ah, ha, 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 and sometimes a hastily, quickly produced video. The idea is speed, not quality. Yeah, I shouldn't just be sitting here ripping on YouTube, should I? I mean, can we watch a little bit of it? Do we have to? Oh, he's talking. Marijuana man reads some inspiring words from the Bible. I'm not listening to that. The God told the holy man take take the marijuana and smoke it. Man, do you think he talks like that? I don't want to find out. He has a poster next to him that says Jesus is a wanker. So I'm not like this. Across all the sites, they pay out about $6,500 a month, $78,000 a year. To fall asleep in his bathtub? I think I'm in the wrong profession. I need to turn on the camera. We should start turning on the camera in here. Make this little vodcast. (sighs) We're moving on. (laughs) We're moving on before I get too frustrated with this. I'm doing it. I want to hear his voice. (sighs) Is he wearing pajamas? Yeah. Oh dear lord. This is this is what our life has become. It's pretty epic bong he's got there though. Oh yeah, man. I don't okay, no, shut this fucking guy off. Shut this fucking guy off. I want to make YouTube videos this in my pajamas for sixty five hundred a month. I, I'm open to month. I'm open to less than that too. I mean just Jesus. Start, anybody wants to make an offer. Alright, so Kathy Bates is doing a new show on Netflix <laughs> that involves weed. It's called Disjointed. <laughs> it's written by uh it, yeah, it's from the Chuck Lorre who yeah. uh did the Big Bang Theory. It, it, I you intro this. I still need a second to let my brain dishearten from that fucking from, weed jackass. From marijuana pajamas man. Oh God, read read the. Can we call book. him pajamas man instead? Call him whatever you want. I want his bong. The bong is cool. 
bong was pretty cool. Where are you going? Okay, it's just me, guys. He's left the room. He couldn't handle all that coolness of the marijuana man. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, he's back. So Kathy Bates says, hi, hopes. Emphasis on the high for this new uh, new weed sitcom. It's going to be a weed sitcom. I like that, obviously. Um, the Big Bang Theory is a very successful sitcom, so hopefully some of its followers will come along, even though it's got... I didn't like the Big Bang Theory. I, I'm just going to spend this whole episode talking about everything I don't like. I didn't like the Big Bang Theory either. I, I love Kathy Bates, but... I. Uh, I don't know too much about it. I've seen the show maybe once or twice. Not a huge fan of it particularly, but it's a popular show. That's what I can say. Yes, it is popular. It's very, very popular. Yeah. I'm just not a... I don't... No, I don't get it. You don't like... You don't like I don't get it. Mayim Balik? No. <laughs> I mean, I get why people are so enthralled by him. He's, he's such a, a quirky character. Uh, that Maya Balik is was Blossom. No, oh no, sorry. I'm, I don't even know the characters on the show. I was talking about the nerdy dude who's the star of Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah. Like I get why people are enthralled by him. He's interesting as hell. I love Kathy Bates. Uh, I just I I still always get bothered by Kathy Bates just because I can't look at her anymore without saying about Schmidt and just like really because I get misery whenever I see her. Did you see about Schmidt? I don't know. That's the movie with Jack Nicholson where she got naked. You would know if you saw it. You know, like, Kathy Bates naked is not an image you soon forget. Yeah, that's right up there with Rosie O'Donnell. Has Rosie gotten naked? No, but just the image. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Kathy got full frontal naked. Amen, sister. Yeah. How have you not... You don't know this? I might have seen this. I don't remember. About Schmidt was a movie. It's a really weird movie that Jack Nicholson did uh, about like 10 years ago, I think. But uh, and it's really funny. Like his his wife passes away and he decides to go and try and like find himself. And the really funny part of like my favorite. What is funny about the movie. So he uh, he adopts this kid in Africa. Like he does one of those mail in adopt a kid. Sally Struthers things. And the, the people at the company are like, you can write a letter to the kid you've adopted. And so like three or four times in the movie, you just get this voiceover of Jack Nicholson writing this letter to this kid in Africa, telling him about his life in just like really super weird personal details. Like, dear Induku. So this <laughs> big fat woman whipped her titties out in front of like telling the kid all this. It's a really it's like it's a weird movie. But it's kind of interesting. If you've never seen it, see it. And then, yeah, fucking Kathy Bates, fucking whipping them big holes out in that movie. I mean, it was it was brave. A plus size woman ain't usually getting naked on on screen, especially an older lady. So she gets the credit for that. But she's always been kind of a hippie broad, hasn't she? Yeah, I feel like Kathy Bates has always been a hippie broad. Well, I mean, I'm assuming anyone that takes a role. In a weed flick or a weed is probably a little weed friendly, right? Tell that to a Baldwin. Why? <laughs> Biodome, isn't that the. He's now fucking sober as all hell. Yeah, but that just means he, just because he can't handle his drugs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that Steve? Is that Stephen Baldwin? I don't know. I what, whichever one it is, he's a quitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just getting shit for being a quitter. That's all you're giving it to him. Oh, jeez. No, I, I, I seriously, seriously miss that movie. Uh, I, I haven't watched it in so long. I think I'm gonna have to pick it up and watch it again now. But yeah, Kathy Bates, I, I kind of do have a. I, after she when she got naked in about Schmidt, I can't believe I keep coming back to this. Like I kind of like all of a sudden was like I got the hots for Kathy Bates, just because she has the You're balls to do man? that. I, oh, I've always been a tit man. I've now I get art. I get told by my friends that I'm not a tit man because I tell them I'm like I've never seen boobs I haven't liked. Never seen boobs I regretted seeing. Even on a fat man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Hey, your tits are going away. Hey, my Yoda. tits are finally going away. Thank you, yoga. Thank you, DDP thank yoga. You, thank you, Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas Page. That's right. Shout out to Diamond Super Dallas Page. Superstar. <laughs> Superstar. I get the biggest kick out of that. Yeah. No, I, I still remember, love doing it with you. And you're laughing the first five minutes. And then, you know, ten minutes in, you weren't laughing anymore. Ten so. minutes in, I was like, you motherfucking, <laughs> motherfucking fuck. So what is this disjointed show going to be about? Do you, do you know? Have you read a little bit about it? Because I've been trying to pick it up a little bit. Oh, go back one day. Check right variety. There. Variety should be accurate. Uh, it's a multi-camera comedy. Okay, so they're doing. So it's a sitcom style. She's a, uh, Kathy Bates plays a lifelong marijuana legalization advocate who realizes her dream of running a pot dispensary. <laughs> Uh, running a pot dispensary in Los Angeles. Yes, that's totally realistic. Uh, working alongside Bates' character and her son, three bud tenders and a security guard, all are high most of the time. So quick layman's terms interpretation, multicam means it's going to be shot uh, sitcom style live. They might be doing it in front of a studio audience, but usually multicam means like Seinfeld, Frasier, it's uh, the the acting is typically more big, more yeah. go, more goofy and campy yes. than than a single camera. Yes, single camera is usually like your one hour dramas and things like that. I always and, tell and people, Louis, multi- Louis C.K.'s shows a single camera. Yeah, too. think of multicam sitcoms as uh, televised weekly theater. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of really what it is. There's a couple things that they'll take a few takes of, but mostly they just go all the way through, yeah. start to finish. Well, it's cool I, that they're bringing back the live studio audience. Like they've been doing that. They do that with uh, the Carmichael show now, and they did that with the you know now canceled Undateable. They did a few mm-hmm. live, and then uh, Two Broke Girls. They do live too. Yeah, they do. You know, so they even have like a warm up guy, and then they do their they do their you know they shoot. Yeah, their it's it's. We kept on the thinking it was gonna... great for Two Broke Girls. I think it's. Hilarious. We kept on thinking that multicam was going to die. I I hate to give him credit because I hated his comedy special so damn much. But Carmichael kind of he he put his TV show's great. He put a foot in the ass of multicam sitcom style shows because I think people forgot that there was a time that because of how fast you have to write and produce and shoot and put out a product. If you choose to, you can have a very good pulse well, yeah. on society Absolutely. The stuff, with a sitcom. Because they can change the writing up to the same day and make it really topical, and I've yeah. noticed that a lot. And that is a, that's, that's a really important thing sometimes for a sitcom to do that I think has disappeared a bit. And uh, I think it's interesting that Kathy Bates is going to be doing a weed 
one. I'm I'm curious to see how much they're able to. Uh, I mean, I don't. Is there really a pulse in the weed community to, to oh, keep God. something current? I want to be in that writer's room so bad. Mark <laughs> my words. Is that, is that they? Is that the goal now? I to, mean, to get in that writer's room. I belong in that writer's room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm you Chuck, want to know about L.A. dispensaries? Chuck Lorre definitely has uh, a very, very good resume. He's done very well for a very long time. He's also done Dharma and Greg, if you want to know where he came from before that. So, I mean, the dude has had two very successful shows under his belt. And that is very much in line with Netflix. Netflix, uh, when they started producing shows, once again, a little insider knowledge, they went out and wanted to get the most experienced showrunners they could get. They wanted people who were surefire, you're going to make something good. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why all of the Netflix shows are good. They're fucking experienced as fuck showrunners. They're not taking what is chances. Your thoughts on Amazon? Uh, I think Amazon. Some of their shows are bad. Some of their shows are bad because they're will I, they're more willing to take a chance take on risks, an, on yeah. people, and Netflix goes no. If you've proven you can do the job well, we'll give you the job, but we're not going to take something on a flyer. We're a new company when it comes to this, so there's no room for risk. No, they're killing it. Even like uh, Bill Burr's show got picked up again. That's amazing. Mm. Uh, they signed on for this. I looked today episodes. on the I looked today on the list of uh, renewals and cancels for Netflix. I think they had 25 renewals, three cancels. That's a ridiculous rate of pickup. To only have what three, three shows cancels? not I don't even I think two, one of them just reached its end. Like they they didn't plan on ever they they only planned yeah. x amount of seasons. I'm going to look it up. Um but this they this is great. I mean, they ordered 20 episodes for this first season. Well, that's about that's that's, that's about an, an order for a season of a sitcom. That's I'm excited. I'm excited for it's as cool as it is that it's about weed and it stars Kathy Bates, who I kind of have a semi-crush on because she whipped her boobs out and about Schmidt. Besides that, I'm kind of into the fact that Netflix would be getting into the sitcom uh, the, the sitcom game. That's a kind of cool game for them to get into. Is this it right here? Is this what you saw? Yeah. This is the one that I saw. Or no, this wasn't the exact page that I saw, but... Yeah, there there is some uh, a list of renewed and canceled TV shows for 2015-16. That's the one. All right, click on that, and you'll see at the top of the list. Yeah, their their turnover rate is impeccable. Yeah, go on down. That's ABC at the top. No, no, keep scroll down the whole oh, page. I see. There you go. CBS, Fox, oh, so CW. So Netflix is falling under this now. As a yeah, they Netflix. have to. It's How do net- you not? It's a network, I guess. Yeah. How do you not? Well, it's all fall. It's all fallen down. But yeah, there's only three shows that they canceled. I think uh, no. BoJack Horseman was picked up again. Yeah, everything they picked up everything. Hmm. As they should. They're making wonderful television. Can't argue with it. Can't argue with it. Oh. Anyway, so moving on. Prison becoming weed farms. This is a kind of interesting. So, so I, I mean, the good news about this is prisons are becoming less populated. So, you know, we like that. But uh, 
what to do with all that space now. Apparently, some of them are uh, becoming weed farms. You're still trying to find that, uh, yeah. which shows were not renewed for uh, Netflix. I'm just curious. <laughs> I'll find you the list. I think I have it on my phone after the show. To hell with the listeners. They don't get the know. I'm packing your bowl. Don't you worry. All right. Why don't you you introduce the uh, an abandoned prison in uh, Colinga, California will soon be turned into a commercial cannabis plant. The site will be used to process and produce medical marijuana extracts. That's kind of fucking cool, right? So what they put people in prison for is now going to be where they make the same stuff that they put people in prison for. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. It's like a circle of bullshit. It, it's a circle of bullshit. And it moves us through more bullshit. I mean, wow. <laughs> Ocean-grown <laughs> extracts. Yeah, so, I mean, well, because of what um, that the, the AB-266... Yeah, that they're wanting people to get in line and start, you know, falling, you know, putting together. They're putting their ducks in a row and getting their fucking businesses in order and actually get licenses so that they can grow legally rather than this quasi legal thing that's been going on here for a very long time. So giving people an actual facility to produce extracts. And a prison, a, 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 so a closed-down prison, which, listen, we all know that right now in this country that's kind of a big goal is to like shrink our prison population. It's like a rose growing out of a crack in the concrete. It's just... Well, but they're kind of accidentally the perfect place to be able to build a giant weed farm. Well... It's concrete, so it's insulated. There's tons of electricity running there. And, and it's secure as fuck. And it's also far away from everything in case something explodes. It's far away from everything. It's the, everything about it is kind of like, oh yeah, that is kind of perfect. And it is. It has to be a goal right now. It needs to be a goal to shrink this country's prison population. That needs to be a goal. So, the prison—they're selling the prison for four point one million. And that will put the city of Kalinga out of debt. So not only is it helping the economy, it's yeah. It said they were in debt for three point eight million. So this are the city had somewhere between three point three million and three point eight million of debt. So this four point one million will pull them out of debt. So this is a win win. This is real nice. It's nice when weed is helpful to people. It's. Always been helpful to people. Hello. <laughs> Hello, McFly. McFly. Uh, it, it's, it's a beautiful Bueller. thing. <laughs> Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> I've, uh, Bueller. For so long that I've been in this industry and around this, now 10 years I've been in L.A. That's actually what, what I can say that I, since we've last recorded. I am celebrating 10 years in L.A. Hot damn. What's up, decade? You know? So you moved to LA a year before me and Sydney started dating. Yeah, it was a 2006. Yes, it would be. 2006. Um, so I, uh, I've been telling people about topicals, people, you know, members of my family, and then I might maybe I'll bring something back for someone, and my 
my mom will try it and then my stepdad's stealing it and like giving it to his friends and I'm not talking about like something that gets you high I'm talking about some fucking lotion well no person to person I know it's been helpful for a while but I feel like they're like wow there it, weren't, it works. there weren't many weed businesses that were showing good enough profit margins that a 4.1 million dollar investment for a building to set up headquarters in was not something that happened they didn't have that kind of well there's investors and there's people that are willing now they see see the value of it fucking now there is and not just that it's just in order to even apply for licenses to be you have to have the facility already you have to know where it's going to be going you have to basically build it before you get a license for it and maybe they'll give you a license if you have everything done correctly but that's what everybody has to do right now everybody that's making and manufacturing cannabis and cannabis-related products have to put their shit together so that they can go, look, I'm legit. And then they'll go, okay, and they'll just, like, check off this, check off, okay, here's a license. But you have to do it. You have to do it all now in order to apply. You have to already kind of be compliant before you can even apply. So that's... Well, but that's how every business works. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like... They're like, oh, man, you have to... But that's the way. Listen, if you were building only in if, weed, have- if, no, if I was building a rock quarry, and in order to have that rock quarry, how do you build a rock quarry? So, <laughs> well, actually, this you is something I know a, a little. Quarry, this yeah. is something I know a little bit about because my my girlfriend's father works in it. But they have the granite quarry up in Raymond, <laughs> and you have to unearth the granite, and then you have to blast it, and then you have other guys who move it, and then you have other guys who shape it. Oh, it tastes and, so good. And you have all this stuff, but. In order for me to have that quarry, everything has to meet the safety guidelines because if somebody shows up after the fact and looks and things aren't right, I get shut down. So they have to be right before you're allowed to start doing business. That makes sense. Well, like, all right. In Massachusetts, for example, you had to already, in order to apply to have a dispensary, you had to already have your location you already had to be renting your location in a le- in a lease. All these things you have to know where you're going to have, ev- and then you can apply for this. So you have to put all this money into something without even knowing if they're going to let you do it. And a lot of them they didn't let them do it. So that's that's what's kind of crazy. It's like building a fucking restaurant that they might not give you a liquor license to, and that like hopefully someday after lots of money they might give you a liquor license getting into a new industry is hard and it kind of sucks i'm not i'm not saying that isn't true i'm just saying but that we're building the industry here i'm just saying that ha- having to get these certifications and these safety procedures and all of that stuff done and in bed before you're allowed to do business that's not to me that doesn't seem uncommon or overstepping bounds or trying to you know suppress the industry in any way shape or form it's trying to keep it safe i mean that's kind of, i libertarians and republicans would disagree with me but i think democrats and socialists would agree with me that regulation that's what keeps people safe that keep what keeps the workers safe it's what keeps them paid that's that's kind of the whole point of all this i know it makes it harder but, uh, hey, the dude who's coming into your office and certifying you, that's a job that you created with marijuana. It's a state-funded job. Fuck yeah. Yeah, this prison's going to give at least 100 jobs is what they're saying. 100 uh, jobs? At Fuck least. yeah. Start, yeah. Fuck yeah. I love 100 new jobs. So 100 new jobs, 
in a place that was pretty much in debt, like a, a city that was going under. Oh, no. Prison towns are notoriously just broke as fuck. That They're famously broke. Because no one wants to live next to a prison. No one wants to live next to a prison. Uh, people who get out of prison, like, listen, they don't give you a ride very far. So it's just it. it they just never seem to do that well. I, I'm sorry if you have a prison in your town, but I, I'm guessing if you look around, you'd be like, yeah, this town is kind of broke as fuck, isn't it? This is amazing. The mayor of Koalinga quoted the Grateful Dead. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it's like the Grateful Dead. What a long, strange trip it's been. <laughs> we listened to the citizens and created a package that was reflective of our population. So everybody likes to get stoned. Yeah, listen, if you're in Colinga, California, that's in the middle of nowhere. No effing where. The f- where the fuck is that? Colinga. Colinga, California. Is it like near Modesto or something? Uh, no, it's in like the desert, I believe. You have to, you have to check. But... And like Tahoe? zoom out, zoom out from the map. Keep zooming. Keep like zooming. Grass Valley or Central California? No, it's yeah, it's Central California. It's, it's off the five freeways, so that means it's it's north of here. I'm I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, keep keep scrolling. Oh, near out. San Miguel. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly where it's, yeah. Yeah, it's the middle of nowhere. There's a whole lot of nothing over there. Oh, yeah, it's right by... It's in Fresno County. Paso Robles. Yeah, it's in Fresno County, which is not a fun place. I don't know if you've ever been to Fresno. I've been a few times. I was just in a show up there. I advertised it on this little podcast I do called The Candle Linguists. But yeah, no, I've I've been to that area. It's not very, very, it's just, it's not much money there. No industry. There's not much money in that part of California, period. There's just cows. Well, because we have <laughs> we have a serious drought going on, which is hurting farming out here. Well, no, there was a whole lot of nothing going on out there. Well, uh, anyways, uh, I meant just because it's spread out. So anyways, there's farming, but it's just like not, let's move not on a, to not the, a lot for the eyes to see. Let's move on to the headliner for this. The, the Alex will probably scream angrily by the end of this segment. Mike Pence. Governor, now the VP nomination for Donald Trump. Uh, he's scary. Bad news for Mar- like he's, he's the governor of Indiana. Uh, Indiana is a swing state. For those of you who aren't aware, it, it, it can go back and forth. He is, uh, in a lot of ways, the most opposite you could get from Donald Trump. He's a he's very quiet, calculating. Uh, he looks like a Bond villain. He probably is a Bond villain. He's, he really does look like a fucking Bond villain. He looks like villain. a Bond villain. I he's was like, just, he's scary. Or like he's the new Terminator. Yeah, he looks like the Terminator who came back in time, but like they decided to make him look super old so that you wouldn't be as intimidated by him. And uh, yeah, it's not great news for marijuana, but uh, I mean... Here's my thing. Uh, when it comes to everything Donald Trump, I kind of always say it's like expect the unexpected. Like you almost expect like he 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 could say that he's going to make weed even more illegal and then completely legalize it on his first day. I don't fucking know. I, I, I can't predict this this fucking man anymore. 
Not that I really could to begin with. But, yeah, now Mike Pence, uh, his VP nod, he's a part of the Religious Freedom uh, Restoration Act in 2015. Uh, or That was what was passed in Indiana uh, at his behest. Uh, he's... He's really not a very good. I mean, he's 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 religious oh. right. That's the problem. He's the one who passed that religious freedom restoration act, the one that was like letting people um, not choose choose not to serve people that were gay. Wasn't that yeah. the one? Yeah. But then at the same time, somehow, the first church of cannabis snuck in and used the loophole. Well, that that was the religious kind of, freedom. Exactly. So, so, so we got a victory for the weed, but not for the victory for, for weed that came at the the hands, Expense unfortunately, of the, L- the LGBT you know. community. Uh, but the problem was because the cannabis community smacked Mike Pence in the face with that first church of cannabis, which he couldn't shut down, even though he tried very hard to. <laughs> he's now kind of decided. He's like, well, you've made an enemy of me, marijuana community. So. Here is your. I mean, he's made, he wants to be our enemy now. He wants to fight us. He wants to. He he's going to be one of those guys who fights for illegality, continued illegality. This is a dangerous election. This is really weird. He's a twat. He is a twat. He's a twat who's running with a pussy. So you know. I am really, really, really... Actually, speaking of... like The libertarian uh, candidate, Gary Johnson, who a lot of people are throwing heat behind... No, Listen, I'm not telling you guys how to vote, but those of you who want to vote for Jill or Gary, uh, just just know... And I know a lot of people get angry when you, you bring up the whole Ralph Nader costing Al Gore the election to George Bush. Uh, but Ralph Nader cost Al Gore the election to George Bush... Stop denying it. That is what happened. He took 10% of the vote that year. That 10% would have had Al Gore winning in a fucking landslide. Nader won a state, a full state that's electoral college votes. He won them. They would have gone to Gore. So now that that is established, that is what these two candidates might do for Donald Trump. They absolutely might. But... The reason why a lot of people like Gary, and I understand, is because Gary has openly said, if I get into a debate on television with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, I'm going to call Donald Trump a pussy. (laughs) 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 So because of that, I fucking hate you a little bit, Gary, but I understand. Whatever. Fucking governor of New Mexico. But I, the only reason I don't completely hate you is because you are so open to calling Donald Trump a pussy on national television. <laughs> he gets he gets balls. He gets balls points. Yeah, he gets big, huge testicle points for Ball, me. Ballsy points. Well, that was his whole. He gave this whole speech. He was like, "I've been to the top, the highest peak on all seven continents. I'm doing a three thousand mile." Uh, mountain bike tour. He's a oh, real. He's a real fucking. We- he's a libertarian. What? Are you- They're all fucking weirdos. What? The- libertarians are people who think that you need to get rid of the idea of driver's licenses and let seven-year-olds drive and buy heroin because all drugs would be legal too. That's libertarians. I. I. I cannot. Just. Driving is a right, not a privilege anymore. Yes, exactly. And listen, I. 
my my. I would I s- rather it be like this than let a seven year old. And no regulations try. at all on businesses. Businesses could put out poison, call it oatmeal, and it wasn't until a thousand people died and posted. These people are actually putting out poison that like they would let the market decide to stop buying it, but they wouldn't regulate against it. That is, I mean, listen, libertarians, uh, just hear me out right now. If all people in America were altruistic and good-natured, I would be so all for all of your policies. But the problem is people aren't, so I'm not. So I kind of need, need the libertarians to go away. And the Green Party, well, you've already cost somebody an election. How about you don't do that again? What, what are your thoughts on the whole Bernie thing with Hillary? He's endorsing her. Did you? Uh, yes. No, I know all about it. I hear Bernie. What Bernie did, he because I'm not a Hillary fan. I, I really did like Bernie. Uh, I just, you know, I thought he needed to step aside. I just thought he was old. To let the party. I love concert. everything he has to say. I love everything he has to say. I really do. But um, what he did this election in this primary was he pushed a centrist to the left. And he forced her to take more liberal stances as she saw the grassroots embracing this democratic socialistic idea. So for him doing that, I really, really appreciate. And by endorsing her, rather than taking this to to the convention, by endorsing her, he gets to get some of his platform in her platform. Listen, that... I guarantee you he didn't just go into her office and go, well, all right. All right. I decided to give up. I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to go to the convention. I'm not going to do it. I'm I'm going to endorse you. Oh, he's still going to go. No. What he did was he walked in there and went, all right, Hillary, I got some things I want you to do. If you get elected, if you do these things, I will help you get elected. I think that's a good deal. Yeah. And he got, I mean, he's going to. I don't think he's going to get free college, but I think he's going to get see college. We're going to see college tuition go down a lot if Hillary gets elected. And that's going to be because Bernie struck a deal with her going, this is something you need to stand behind if I'm going to endorse you. And he pushed her left. And for that, I am eternally grateful for, for Bernie Sanders. I really am. Um, past that. Yeah. I would have rather him, him been the guy, but, He's not. He didn't get more votes. He just didn't. Uh, he got I, whooped in Los Angeles where I thought he was going to win. And that kind of sealed it for me. When he lost California, I was like, all right, for how much I've been hearing all this year about Bernie this, Bernie that on my Facebook feed, if he couldn't win here today. I don't believe that he didn't win in California. Here's the thing. Everybody says they don't believe. I, I just want to let everybody know. <laughs> so the, the, the room full of provisional ballots, that's the big debate, is the room full of pro- provisional d- ballots, which, by the way, provisional ballots, almost every election, never counted. They're not. And the reason why provisional ballots are not counted is because... They've never there've never been enough provisional ballots to make up a deficit. Now people go, oh, there's over a million uh, provisional ballots. Here's the thing: Hillary was winning at something like a I think a, a, a three to five ratio, something like that. The theory would go that he would have had to pull four out of five provisional ballots, Bernie would have, in order to overtake Hillary. 
that's just not going to happen. I mean, listen, you guys can go, go through the provisional ballots. I would welcome you to. I think the California government will welcome you to because they're just, they're just sitting in a room gathering dust. But if you guys go through and count them, first of all, there really aren't enough to make up the deficit. And second of all, the theory would be if she was winning with the registered people who showed up at their correct polling places, why would she be losing with people with provisional ballots? It's just, it doesn't make sense. The math doesn't work out there. Let me down, California. I know. I'm disappointed in California, too. I really wanted California to go Bernie, but we didn't, we didn't feel enough. And the reason why is because California is older than people think. It, this is not a young state anymore. It used to be, but it's not as young as it used to be. Yeah. We're, we're growing a little bit. We're getting a little heavy in the hips. We're starting to you know, lose that hairline back a little bit. And those people, they, people like my parents who were going, no, you don't get free college. I'm not paying for all of your shit. And they just think of it that way. That was, that's always how they, those older people view socialism. For me who voted for Bernie, my mom, my dad, and probably my sister all voted for Hillary. That's, that's what you get. Uh. That's what it was. Because families, like us single people, yeah, we all love Bernie. Married people, they love Hillary. I don't know why. But yeah, Mike Pence in the, in the running now. We're still waiting to find out who Hillary's VP nod is going to be. I got a few ideas of... Uh, Bernie! Uh, it's not going to be yeah. Bernie. The, you know what? <laughs> Bernie will... Uh, he's going to get a job. Yeah. I think he definitely will. Well, that's probably part of his um, negotiation. Too. I don't know where it would be, but I know he will probably be getting a job. Uh, I don't think. I mean, it, it obviously can't be Secretary of State. He has no. He 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 treats foreign diplomacy like it's it's a nuisance. Yeah, but uh, he'd be like telling him to politely suck his yeah. dick. Yeah, Department of the Interior, something like that. He'll get something. He'll get a job that matters. And I like him for it, but I, I, I got a few ideas who Hillary's VP could be. I got an idea or two. We'll see. We'll see if I'm right. I think Castro might be the, the choice. You know, he's young. He's Latino. He's exciting. Mm. Gets your blood boiling. <laughs> I don't know. I start to glaze over when we talk about politics I know. for too long. It's I know. Like, it's all right, because we're now at the hurts. end of the episode. So what do you got? what you got coming up in the next few weeks? Anything exciting? Uh, there's a High Times. Oh, that's right. High the Times. The first ever Concentrates Cup in San Bernardino. Um, We're going to do a comedy show again. Yeah, and I'm going to be on it too. That's right. Yeah, next next Saturday yeah. next Saturday and Sunday. That would be uh, the 22nd, 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. I will not be at the 22nd one because I will actually be in L.A. Uh, opening up for uh, Reverend Mitch. As he films his one-hour special, I'm opening for him that night. So uh, that'll be kind of cool. It is not the 22nd. That is Friday. It's the 20th. It is the 22nd through the 24th. The event, uh, okay. the event is, but the, the oh, show the shows is on the 23rd Saturday and, and Sunday. Yeah. Okay, well then I will be at both shows okay. in the high times, as well as opening for Reverend Mitch on Friday, July I... 22nd. Yeah, did you, what was that? You I said I. All right, okay. Let's shit. do this. Yeah, boy. We'll, we'll, we'll be bringing lots of funny. Yeah, no, we'll be bringing people. lots of funny. And uh, uh, 
I'm excited. I'm I'm getting ready to hammer down the dates for my tour early next year where I'm headlining Northern California and maybe Southern Oregon where I might get some legal weed and some Nikes because I love legal weed and I love Nikes. I want some Nikes. <laughs> <laughs> the, weed, the weed is kind of implied. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. But the Nikes, tax-free Nikes, it's just, oh, it's so wonderful. I love this. I love going to tour in, to Oregon. If you're listening to this and you're in Oregon, go to, go to your local comedy hut your haha chuckle funny spot and let them know you'd like for Alex Mandelberg and April O'Connor to come tour to your club because we will fucking be there with empty suitcases ready to buy all of the Nikes in your village. <laughs> so <laughs> that's our message to you guys. Thank you so much for listening uh, for April O'Connor. I'm Alex Mandelberg. Thank you to the crab diving network. Thank you so much to the Rafopolis studios and thank you, April. Oh, oh, why thank you, Alex. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>